Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. They call me Jack and Jill because I'm on a healing journey. <laughs> You're going to lie about me behind my back? I'm going to black out and scream at you. No, damn, that wasn't as good as I was hoping. <laughs> you just give reads at her every week. Huh? You just do, like, blatant reads at her every week. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Whitney? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're still... Oh, wait. I'm Tyler. <laughs> oh, I'm still Travis. <laughs> this is Privileged Twinks. Yeah, it's a podcast where we do a deep dive. On the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. We talk about it for way too long. You didn't say that's in Utah. It's in Utah. <laughs> <laughs> when did you start doing that and why? I don't know. Just in case anybody was wondering. There mm. are salt lakes in many places. But this one is in Utah. Mm. I think my brother works in Salt Lake. In Kentucky. That sounds no, like he it. works in Paint Lick. It, that makes more sense. <laughs> That's very Kentucky. Um, <laughs> right next to Glue Huffer. <laughs> I didn't really get the glue reference. Horses. Horses. <laughs> um, they make glue out of horses. I was just going to say, you are um, recovering from your sickness. If you hear a little here and there. I like to refer to it as a discomfort. Um, and post-COVID as, as a, instead of sickness. Well, it's so. not COVID. Right. So it's a discomfort in the throat that's causing you... It could be a discomfort of the body. <laughs> that's causing your body I to I was react. discomforted. <laughs> in. In. <laughs> Still a little bit discomforted. <laughs> Shut up. Um, yeah, I think, I think this episode was kind of a setter-upper... Of did didn't it feel like oh sorry I cut you off no go ahead didn't it feel like it started off like in a flow and then all of a sudden we were like on a mountain with random people yeah I think I think at the end of the day Bravo knows that they're gonna have to start introducing more people like they got rid of Mary Jen's on the outs yeah um so obviously they're trying to bring in these friend ofs but I think they definitely wanted it to be kind of like. I think the first couple episodes was like the core five, core yeah. four that we're going to have after Jen's gone. Um, and then now, like, at some point they have to introduce them. So I guess this was kind of like the way they did it. I didn't like it. Like it was too... It, it did feel like very yeah, different personal. vibe than like the last... The last one was so personal. Well, not just the episode, but I mean like for when I was saying that, I meant like me for, for meeting a new housewife. It was like... I mean, they're friends of, though, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's Maybe that's why. Well, we also just already, not a lot we already of met Angie Harrington. Right. So, I mean, that didn't end up being... Just cough. <laughs> the morally corrupt Angie, Angie Harrington. Harrington. Um, I do like that, like, we... 
I think Lisa probably was like, if you're going to have Angie on the cast, then like, we need to kind of say that everything she did last season was a lie. And like, there's no contest to it. Mm. I'm sure Angie will. But like, the way that this whole episode was produced was like, you think I want to be around Angie Harrington who lied about me last year? Do we think it's a lie now? Have you changed your opinion on that? I haven't changed my opinion fully yet, except on the next time on, it seems like Angie's going to be like a villain. Like the husband thing. Yeah. And everyone else kind of... Well, and also like the lie that she's already trying to lie about this thing that Whitney said. I'm sure she said that. And then saying she's too drunk to remember it? I don't think so. Well, that's what the Heather was kind of saying. Or that she didn't hear it. She didn't hear it. Angie's saying she was too drunk to remember saying it. She was saying like, oh, this is my husband's business getting me these tickets. I can't say things like that. Bitch, you said it. And now you're hiding behind having too much alcohol. Oh, you had too much beer at a, at a basketball game? This is business. Why are you getting sloppy drunk? Yeah. And then the courtside tickets where I'm sure paparazzi's there, like, fuck off. Yeah. Also. <laughs> I guess I'm not on her side. <laughs> I see that. Also, I don't understand the business line because it's like, unless you're going with you know, you're taking somebody related to the business with you. Yeah. You're just with your girlfriends. Like, there's nobody's... There's not, like, a hall monitor sitting next to you making sure you're talking about, you know, quarterly in business interests. No, I think it's so, more like her husband's business, they're his business's seats. So, right, but what does that have to do with anything? If, I guess she's saying, if like, you have, I wouldn't want to... Like, hinder anything, of, like, make people think badly. That's what I'm saying. There's no seats. hall monitor making sure True. they're saying the right thing. If you're just with your girlfriends, nobody cares. But courtside's very public, though. I mean, that's like, you're, like, front and center. You're on all the cameras. Okay, but I'm sure if you lean over and you say, that's the guy she's fucking for her seats. Yeah. Is not, like, grabbing a mega horn and announcing it to the, to the whole <laughs> to row. To the business. Right. I mean, yeah, I understand. It doesn't, none of that make the whole business thing is weird. It makes no sense. I agree with that. Uh, We're also I, fully talking about the end of the episode. <laughs> we, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, well, do you want to go ahead and like give your first thoughts on the other two ones, or do you want to do that when we get to them? I. So I didn't realize the Dana one was completely new. We've never seen her before, right? We haven't seen her or Angie K. We saw Angie K. It was her house. Remember, she's she had like a Ferrari by twenty eight or something. Remember, they hosted oh, the party at her yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, That's why they didn't really do much with her. Yeah. We haven't seen Dana except in the season trailer. She comes for Jen. Right. And I thought, from the in my memory, that it was the other girl that came for Jen. But it's this one. I think so. It's this one. It's very... I uh, think. It was, it was so fast, and we hadn't been introduced to them yet. I'm pretty sure, though, that it was Dana. Because I remember talking about it in our trailer breakdown and not knowing if it was pronounced Dana or Dana. Oh, okay. Whereas now we know it's Dana. Well, I wish they would have, like... I know they're friends of, but like you said, we know they started the show with five, which is a a small number for the cast, typically. and They started with six. The season. This season. This season, yeah. Right. Because, what's her name? Got the boot. Mary. And Jenny. And, oh, right. <laughs> right. So they already have people to replace, technically. And then they probably started the season being like, this may or may not be Jen's last season. So now they have three yeah. birds in the wing to see, like, to play it out. 
But so you know some of these are potential like higher odds. I I don't know. I just wish they would spend a little more time like introducing them versus just like I, I don't know. I'm like you know these people are important to the show, but like you're not talking to them. I feel like they always do that with friends of though. They're always like, oh, this is my friend, and then I like know, they just eventually they, start being. I know, episode. but they're not. That's what I'm saying is they're not real. They're not normal friend ofs. <laughs> you know that they're down three, like basically three people at this point. So you know some of these are going to get hired. I got you. Or that's the goal. So like really throw them at us. I just kind of wish... I miss the like Brandy Glanville of it all. Of the friend ofs. Was she a friend of? Yeah. That's how she started. Really? Yeah. With um, Dana. 25,000. Her and Dana came out at the same time as friends of. Oh, but I thought Brandy was always a cast member. Mm-mm. And then Brandy got on and Dana didn't. Oh. I mean, she did make an impact. I'm tired of some non-impact friend of. Yeah, like, I that's hope true. This season really brings out the like. Well, maybe that's what Dana was doing. Maybe, or that's what Angie thinks she's doing. Angie, no, Angie is definitely keeping herself relevant. <laughs> I mean, she might be the villain girl, but she, she might be the Brandy. But the thing with Brandy, she is, laid the groundwork Brandy last knows year. She was crazy. Mm-mm. Like she knows that she what she's doing. Whereas I feel like Angie's a little more, more like. Just kind of coming off as mean so far. Mm, okay. Interesting. We'll see. Okay, it worked. <laughs> worked, hunty. Uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about before we start into the no. episode? Mm-mm. Okay. So at the beginning, we see Jen in New York. They sent a whole camera crew to New York for her to be on the phone for two seconds. Okay, I was thinking about it. I think they just, <laughs> I think they just chose one person. And that person. One cameraman? The sacrificial lamb. But he probably followed her all around New York, and they chose literally one second. They said, well, nothing happened. Yeah, I guess Also so. her, I mean, they probably would have showed more if her trial was going to happen then. But True. It um, we see that Meredith is back in Park City. She's talking to Seth. Um, she's basically saying the trip was chaotic, but not as bad as Zion. Um, and then they show, they do like a weird edit where like Lisa, they like don't show her. They just show her house, and they show, they, she's like grunting and she's like oh maybe I should be on my knees oh and then it was just like her working out uh-huh. I feel like that's weird mm. it was just a weird edit um and then John is like they're talking about the trip and John was like those phone calls were really rough and then they show Lisa called him in the middle of the fight with Whitney and Heather but I don't I swear they didn't show her physically call him right then in the last episodes I feel like they did, but I also am unsure. We'll I don't have think to go did. back and check it out. Um, she's basically like, "Can you believe that they said I fucked beep?" And then they're like, "She's like, he's laughing." I definitely would have remembered that if that actually happened on the show. But mm-hmm. a lot was happening, I guess. Yeah. Um, I would think I was more focused on what Whitney was doing at that time when we first watched it. And I Heather. guess that's true. I just feel like I would have noticed she was physically on the phone. <laughs> Uh, but they also showed that, like, rewind of Whitney on the phone with Justin mm-hmm. crying. And that wasn't on the show. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. I think it was when they showed her ripping the note, like, the night before. I think they showed her on the phone with Justin. Hmm. And then she got up and she's like, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure they did. Neither of those things surprised me. Maybe so. I need to stop being on my phone. Ooh. Just kidding. I have to because I'm taking notes. And a oop and a oop and a oop. 
Unless someone else wants to take notes once. <laughs> unless, <laughs> unless somebody wants to get me medication to make me focus so I can take notes while watching a TV show at the same time. Um, basically, they're just talking about the Angie Harrington of it all. Um, and saying, like, they're not surprised that she would say those things because of what she did last year. Which, if you don't remember, basically last season, Angie threw this charity event that was for raising money for trans youth. And it was, like, um, a casino party. And this was, like, our first introduction to Angie. They introduced her as this friend of Lisa's for, like, 20 years or something like that. And Mm -hmm. then... Last minute, her caterer pulled out and said something about, like, Lisa's team made us pull out. It no, was kind of, it was very Angie vague. said that the caterer told her that Lisa's assistant called her, or got called in touch the with them. Yeah, and told them that they needed them for some, like, not to do it. They needed them for something else or something like that. Yeah. And so that was a big storyline back, that was back when we were not team Lisa. And so we were very, like work <laughs> Angie and we thought that was going to go somewhere else but it really didn't because so much else happened in the season right and I really in looking back on it it was so obvious that Lisa had gotten involved it was either the truth or the editors like edited the shit out of it because that they painted like there wasn't like in my mind I was like there's no alternative but remember then I mean I think it kind of got all convoluted because she took Whitney to dinner at the place where the caterers work. And, and then they came up to the table. Yeah, but I do think, like, the whole point of that, in Lisa's eyes, was to be like, look, here's the caterers themselves, straight from their mouth, telling you that I didn't do that. Which, I feel like, also the caterers were all over Twitter saying, yep. like, that they didn't do that. Sure, fine. But in on the show, that's dumb. Because the whole thing was, they do a lot of business with Lisa. So in they pulled out so that they would not... Basically implying that if they did Angie's event, that Lisa would be upset and they would lose business with Lisa. Or, yeah, even if it wasn't about Angie and being upset, it was, I have this event and I need you. So if you pick her over me, then you're going to lose business with me in the future. Yeah. Like a business pressure. So when you show... If that's like a power relationship, right? So go. So why would anybody believe if Lisa's in the power position and they need her as part of making money and then you... And then she brings Whitney to the restaurant and they're there. Like, that's not believable because Lisa's still yeah. the power position. I'm, I'm, I get that, but I think Lisa was just trying to be like, how can I prove that they that it wasn't me? Right, but like but, she, okay, but she doesn't have a Angie's grasp of the narrative. Based on Angie in this episode, I don't think I believe her. Angie, that she even used that caterer. Even interesting. I don't know. If you lie about one thing, you probably lied about this to get on TV. That's mm-hmm. all I'm thinking. And the husband apparently is sleazy. Angie's husband, right? Flash forward to one year from now, we're like Team Angie. Oh my god. <laughs> Having to go back and explain why we think a year ago we were lying. Or like, but I also thought they had receipts last time, like as far as who, because they somebody like they said that they called them. I don't know. We don't know right now. We'll have to. I have to go back and look. Yeah. But anyway, that was what happened last year. So Lisa's basically saying with John, like, can you believe she said this? And John's like, Yeah, I can, based on what happened last year with the lying then. 
So then we cut to Whitney in her house. She's kind of like talking with Justin and they show that she cried on the phone with him. Mm-hmm. And the whole part of this really, like the root of all this is her basically saying that she uh, feels like Heather was trying to take away her voice. Which I didn't fully understand that until the end. But I think basically Heather... What she's mad about is what I was mad about, which is that Heather was saying that she made it about her and not letting her share her story, which is That's not, taking away her voice. No. No. Lies. Beseech, cannery, tomfoolery. <laughs> I've had enough of this. What? She, because, no, that's a total misrepresentation. Heather did not say anything about her talking about the edit at the dinner table. What she did was opened up about her struggle at the dinner table. They were all supportive about it. Yeah. Right? Then she proceeds to feel guilty about how she was talking about Lisa, which is not related to her personal trauma per se. It is in the sense that she's... Yeah, but... Blah, blah, blah. So then then she gets all drunky McPherson, runs out, (laughs) leaves the stakes on the Barbie... Comes inside, has a meltdown, <laughs> and takes over. And so the whole from dinner to everybody going to bed did become the Whitney show. Yeah, but it wasn't about her p- trauma per se. It was about her getting involved, like her fight or how she was in the middle between Meredith and Lisa and the rumors. That is true. However, I'm right. Thank you. You're right about that. But I think later in the episode, when the apologies are happening uh-huh. with each other, you mean at the restaurant? No, later at the ski resort in this episode, uh, when Heather and Whitney are talking to each other. Okay. The, everything kind of comes out and Whitney is like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am sorry. I take accountability for like... Did she? Anyways, keep going. Okay. There were two separate things that Whitney talked about in (coughs) the end of this episode. One was that she felt like Heather didn't have her back in that moment. And Heather was like, well, I'm sorry for that. And Whitney was like, but the other, the most important thing is that she feels hurt because of what Heather said at the restaurant, which was, no, she literally said, you were making it about you. And Whitney said, I wasn't making it about me. And she said, you're the one that brought up your abuse and everything when this was supposed to be about Jen. She literally said that. So that is why she's mad. And that is trying to silence her or take away her voice. That was the whole reason that I was Team Whitney to begin with. Because you don't make her trying to tell her abuse story. You don't say that that was her trying to make but the whole. That wasn't what the her. whole. No, I think that's. But I think that's the root of why Whitney is still mad about it. So Heather saying that her an act, when she said somebody with an actual problem that was yeah. the real dig. Yeah, and something she should be upset about. I would be upset about. And that. she literally said okay, just, what I just said. No, no, no I know. <laughs> She said, those are, those are two separate things. Yeah. Her saying the whole, like, using her pain situation versus making the night about you are two separate things. She wasn't saying, she, stop. She wasn't saying. All that I'm the saying whole, is she did No, because the night. Oh, my God. <laughs> How could she mean that she made the whole night about her and her abuse when the whole night was her screaming about the lies of Angie and or Angie what they heard he said she said but I but she implied to me in that conversation with the restaurant in a part of it that because Whitney was talking about her abuse 
the whole weekend that she made it about her. She No. When she said you made it about you, I, I don't think she was referring to just talking about her trauma. I think she was talking about her her whole conversation with Lisa was because she felt guilty about talking shit about Lisa. So that's what, what, what Heather is saying because Whitney came up to Heather and said, I need to do this. And Heather said, I don't think that's a good idea. This weekend's about Jen. Blah, blah, blah. Don't do that. And then she went and did it. because, And that whole thing happened is because Whitney felt uncomfortable about what she had said about Lisa. Yeah. So she did make it about herself. Not about her abuse, about her feelings about the whole thing. Yeah. But I think where Whitney is still feeling the hurt. Right. But her expression of it is wrong. Well, by so saying... So you can't... If you're... Okay. I, I'm not necessarily saying she's fully correct in it. But the reason she's feeling bad is because of those few lines that Heather had mm-hmm. that were implying that she made things about her because she made it about her abu- abuse I, I and what you that. just said. No, uh, I think that's why Whitney's feeling some type of way still. That's all I'm, that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying she's 100% right in feeling like Heather's taking her voice away. But I think that is why she's deep down hurt the most. Mm. Is because of those couple comments that Heather had at the restaurant that did mention her abuse and mention having, quote, real problems. I also didn't understand what she was saying about uh, corroborating. Because she was like, I, wanted, yeah. I didn't need you to corroborate, but I want you to have my back. And that, that is, you wanted her to corroborate. She wanted her to just blindly corroborate. Yeah. Yes. Like half her, like... You know, I, that I'm going to go with you now and in private I'm going to tell you you were wrong for treating me like that. Is what she wanted. Yeah. So, she's also delusional. Yeah, I also think probably her memory of the night is wrong. But her memory of the restaurant is... Correct. Correct. So that's probably where I think the disconnect is coming. Hmm. But, I mean, it does, I mean, I, we just basically just skipped to the very end of the episode. As we surely we always did. do. We surely <laughs> did. As but. we do this season. Um, it's because they keep packing all the meat in the last two seconds of every episode. Like, I guess they do that a lot, but... Right. Um, it felt to me like that part at the very end had the two parts. Yeah. And the one seems to be a little bit resolved, the corroborate thing. The other one might be where the deep feelings are coming in. And that, I don't think, is resolved. Yeah. I mean, I don't think... The other parts of the episode, I feel like, aren't really... Like, they talked about going skiing. They drove to go skiing. They went skiing. (laughs) There's nothing really to talk about. There were other things that happened. Let's get back into the actual episode part. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. <laughs> but Heather and is at Angie's house, and she's like making her martinis. This is this is our first seeing of Angie this season. We've heard about her, but this is the first time she's been on, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes me wonder if Bravo didn't really want to have her as a friend of because we went four full episodes without her. But then 
all this talk started coming up, and now it's kind of like Heather needs a new Whitney. Like Heather needs a new person that's on her side. Mm. I don't think they. I don't. I doubt they're that like favorable. Well, I well maybe not. Maybe that's the wrong way to say. It, but I think it's kind of like. I oh, think they now were... we have another foil to what Whitney was saying back there. But I, I don't think that's true because, or at least fully. I mean, maybe that sweetened the pot. But like Angie positioned herself as a potential castmate last year. Yeah. I mean, she wasn't even a friend of last year, and she was in like interviews. True. So because she got involved, and then now she has beef. Before all the stuff with Heather and Whitney, she already had. A twenty-year relationship with Lisa and a falling out, and apparently she and she knows best friends with Whitney and Heather, over or the... she already knew them. Well, they be, they kind of became friends last season off camera. Oh, okay. Because they were all posting on Instagram for like the last year. Right. So now she knows more than half the cast, so she's a good candidate. Those sure. always make the best additions. People who like kind of half history. True. It's just interesting when they like bring. It seems like very calculated on when they brought her in. Without them even having known that her name was going to come up. Hmm. 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 <laughs> okay. So anyway, they basically are talking about Heather relays everything that Angie said. Angie was also tweeting about it mm. when it was happening, like negatively about Whitney. When it was airing. Yeah, like oh, two okay. weeks ago. Um. So anyway, they basically Heather like tells her everything that happened. Angie, like, doesn't seem that weirded out about it. Like, she's definitely trying to talk to Whitney at the ski thing. Yeah. Like, didn't make it a thing. Uh, But then we get a little bite of Heather saying, like, she kind of is... Doesn't hold grudges, and so she kind of wants to move on from the Whitney thing. That says they're going to have the ski trip. Um, And then she starts talking about her book. So (laughs) it shows, like, this funny moment with her agent, her book agent... And she says, like, I don't want my Mormon friends to know that I have sex outside of marriage. And he said, I think they know. Yeah. <laughs> you literally, yeah. It was kind of insinuated on the show multiple times, right? Literally. And I she makes like a lot of sex Last season, shows. she literally told them that she went home with someone after a party. <clears throat> maybe she just doesn't talk it about it. Like, maybe they don't watch the show. Or maybe she just doesn't have those types of conversations with them. Maybe. But also, I mean... It's, it's like bite the bullet, girl. You know, like pick a lane. Right. You can't Just, literally make a book titled Bad Mormon and not expect there to be backlash in the Mormon community or with your Mormon friends. Right. And, you know, like if your issue with that lifestyle is like not being your authentic self, then and you're leaving that behind to be your authentic self, then hiding then do it. your authentic self from your friends because you don't want them to judge you is not does not. Compute. You know, I understand the head. I, I mean, I get it. I'm not like, I'm not saying it's a totally natural response to have, but it's also like that, you know, but okay. Well, what, what could another name for her book be? I'm trying to think of gay puns. <laughs> I put the help G me, in help, the- <laughs> help me, Father, for I've sinned. Um, no, it has to be like something with her last name. Yeah. Gay for the Lord. Ooh. Gay for pay. God, God is a woman and she is gay. Um. Hmm. I can't think of any good ones. Um. Gay the, best friend. 
Wait, yeah. what's their what's their thing? The Church of Latter Day Saint, the Church Church of, of Latter Gay Day Gay Saint. Yeah. <laughs> the Church of Gay Latter Day Gay Saints. Latter Slay. Oh, <laughs> you stupid. Okay, um, <laughs> I felt like even in this moment that you could tell that Angie was lying because she was like, I don't know if I heard, I don't, I don't know if I said that, I don't remember, blah blah. blah. And I was, was like, wondering, okay, do you think she's really playing the fence because she wants to get back, like, to mend things with Lisa because they were friends for so long? It didn't really feel like that to me last year that she cared to fix it. And it doesn't really feel that way now, but I'm trying to think of why she would shy, like lie about it. Why, why not like own up to it? I guess at the end of the day, yes. And also like that makes you look bad on TV. If everyone's saying that she that you said that some one of the other housewives fucked someone for courtside t- seats, like that makes you look bad. That makes you look like a bad person. So there's reasons to deny it other than just that. Mm. It's these times that I question my moral compass. <laughs> I said, does that make her a bad person? <laughs> Maybe not to you, but like it does to a big, like there's a big audience watching. I suppose you would, maybe would be questioning your friends. Like maybe people wouldn't want to be friends or with. Also, even the people like not in the Mormon church so much anymore, I think still have those kind of friends. Like saying those, just saying those rumors is like blasphemous. Mm, gotcha. You know what I mean? I feel like people. The, a lot of the times, the people on the show think that more than you. The, the culture is a little are. more prudish. It's yeah, it's more ingrained. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um. So then we have Meredith, Seth, and Brooks going out for dinner. Literally, nothing happens here. Brooks says he's had a boyfriend for the past two years, which they teased last. Next time on, and it was a lie. He immediately says, "Just kidding." Mm-hmm. Why? Just to edit. No, but I mean, I don't. I just don't understand why he said that at all. Because he said that. He said, "Is there anything that we don't know about, or something like that?" He's like, "Are you dating somebody?" He's okay. like, "It was just, you know, gay people are often hidden, so it was just a joke." Hmm. He's like, "No, Dad." I've to been me, dating. it felt like he was still trying to skirt around the gay thing. No. Okay. No, no, no. I didn't get that at all. Then he says, "Why?" Or like. Seth's like, describe your perfect man, or boyfriend. And then Brooke says, like, describe your perfect boyfriend. And he says, Brett Favre. And Which they do a, this. It's an interesting choice. Wait, I don't know anything about Brett Favre. He's, he was pre, oh, he was a, the quarterback for the Packers. Green Bay. Okay, I knew that. For, but I mean, for, I, you, I don't know what you For forever. Thinking. And then he also played, like, one of the, he has, like, he was, like, 40, in his 40s when he retired. Which is hella late for NFL. Okay. Um... But yeah, he, a few, I think, I can't remember the timeline on it. He was involved in some sort of lawsuit or like something about misappropriation of funds type situation. Oh, interesting. And allegedly, don't but, come for me. And then more, most recently he's also involved in like something like that again. Like where charity money or like something was used for something it wasn't supposed to be. Mm. Allegedly. Well, what I thought was funny was just the the edit of, like, they showed a picture of him and Meredith, and then they just show, like, Meredith sliding out and Brett Favre sliding in into the photo. Oh, right, right, right. So, it's just bizarre when, it's like, 
Sometimes I feel like it's like they're editing a YouTube video and they just like have these random thoughts and then like they just let them do whatever they want. Like the R.I.P. Steak thing. Like name another show that right. does something like that. Right. And like this. It just like seem they're just very odd things that they just throw in there in Housewives and they just let them do whatever they want. I'm here for it. Oh yeah, I am too. Um, Jen and Coach are like having this kind of soul gazing therapy session. Have you heard of that before? Uh huh. Staring into another yeah. I'm not I don't know if I've heard about it soul gazing, but what are you getting from me right now? Constipation. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Emotional constipation. Wow. Just kidding. I just saw Black Panther last night. I'm not emotionally constipated. Did you weep? I didn't weep, but I cried. And I don't even really care about Marvel, so. Yeah. <laughs> I, um... What was I going to say? This part, they basically just confirmed that the trial is moved to July. Yeah. And they don't really say too much else. I I didn't like... I feel bad for him. Yeah. I wonder if he knows at this point. Like, I, I don't... I wonder how this whole goes down. Like I said, I wonder if up until this point if she actually thinks she is, like, innocent or can get away with it and hasn't... Like, I wonder if something comes out that makes her be like, okay, I can't run from this anymore. Or if they he is also aware of how bad it is. Like, I just wonder what was shared at what point. Yeah. Because his... You know, he just seems very genuine all the time. So, to me, it just, like, I, I wouldn't think that he... I think he thinks she's innocent. Yeah. And then he's, you know, trying also, to get through this. And I didn't... That... So, that's hard to watch, because, you know... Yeah. She pleads guilty. But then, I also don't like that whole narrative of, like, God put this on us. Trials and tribulation thing. Yeah. It's like, no. Your your wife put it on you. Yeah. Like, don't... <laughs> Take the blame off of God. <laughs> Right. Put it where it <laughs> b- b- yes. originated. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I agree with that. The, um, the other thing that I thought about this was, like, I wonder if the trial did go to trial in March, if she would have actually done it, gone through with the trial. or if, like, she was talking about kept... it like she... I know, it was only three weeks away. But, yeah. I mean, then again, she was still talking about it on Twitter and Instagram, and so was Meredith, until, like, the day before. <laughs> so... Yeah, I wonder what changed. I think she knew she was going to do it all along. She was just playing it until the very, very, very end. Hmm. I don't know. Um, then they go to Lisa. She's on the phone with her bride. Bride. Her brother Brian. <laughs> I was going to say her brother Brian, but I said her Brian. Uh, and they're basically just talking about how she has four sisters and two of them are divorced and two of them are currently getting a divorce and that they're basically just sad. And this part, the reason I feel like they threw this in is because they had it in the trailer and I thought it was probably just an edit, but I think they're going to start having some kind of allusion to her marriage being on the rocks. Yeah. That, or I was also thinking, I was like, maybe this is a way to show this is an extra sensitive topic. I mean, I think your your marriage and your relationship is enough to be protective over. But maybe, like, they're just adding depth to saying, okay, well, she got so upset about it because not only does she, like, normally value her marriage, but marriages are, like... her. Didn't her parents divorce, too? Or was that... I don't remember. Marriage. Anyways. So, 
her all of her siblings are divorcing and so like she doesn't want that for her and John. Yeah. So basically just like if people wouldn't stop like people need to stop talking about our marriage. Like why she take extra offense to people getting in, involved. I see, yeah. Lisa's funny when she cries because you don't expect it and then all of a sudden it's just happening. Uh-huh. Some like, Botox. Oh, you think so? Yeah. I always forget about that. Uh-huh. <laughs> she almost looked like... You literally mentioned it every al- episode and I'm always like, oh. <laughs> yeah. She almost looks like she's crying. Or laughing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she's, and also she's just talking. It's like this. It's like she's talking her cheeks aren't moving and then it's just like, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Face is frozen. Yeah. So then they show Which power to you, girl. I ain't judging that. I'm just saying that's that's what happens. Yeah, exactly. We don't judge any plastic surgery because at the end of the day it's your face. If you want to do whatever you want to do to it, do it. I say that after judging Jen for looking different this season. What? You weren't, were you judging her for doing something to her face or not doing something or just that you thought she looked different in a bad way? Just the last one, yeah. Right. No judging, I guess. But, but judging someone's look is judging or, I don't know. I think part of Housewives is the looks, including your face. This is the rule that I try to go by in life for a long time. I try not to ever make fun of somebody for Anything that they had no choice in. So, for example, if you were, like, if you have a feature that is not the greatest, but that's how you came, I wouldn't talk about it. But if you chose, like, you know, you chose to wear the clothes that you have on, (laughs) that's a choice. Yeah. What about body weight? (laughs) Oh! Well, that's harder because you never really know what the, like, because certain things play into it, right? I would say it's a, it can't, for a lot of people, like, even for myself, it's a choice tied to other things. Yeah. So it's a little complicated. I generally would not talk about somebody's weight. Agree. It's just a, I was just thinking in my head, like, do you count that as a choice or not? I think it's hard to know whether or not somebody's... I and I and honestly, I think for mo- anybody who is overweight to some degree, it's always like I don't think anybody ever wants to be yeah like that. E- well, okay, maybe some people do, and I love myself, and I think everybody should love themselves. But I think it's like the when people make the argument that that being gay is a choice, especially in the past, it's like nobody would like yeah. actively choose those feelings. It's like detrimental to their social standing. Not so much now, but, like, in the past. Yeah. So why would you, you know? Yeah. I, I, I was just going to say, I agree. I don't, I don't ever like to talk about someone's appearance in terms of things that they can't help. And I would include that. I would include weight under that, too. Right. But if you go to the doctor and you pick out a nose and you get to put on your face and I don't like it, that was a choice. <laughs> okay. So then we basically see Whitney um, signing away the final paperwork of saying she wants to be gone, be gone from the church. Stricken! Officially. Um, apparently, they, they really didn't go into it too much in the first season. Uh, but So we knew that Whitney 
cheated on her last husband with Justin, and so did Justin with his last wife, and mm-hmm. then they got together. So because of that, that had ramifications with them both in the church. But what they didn't go into was, I guess, back then when that happened, Whitney's husband must have been some kind of, like, upstanding person in the church. And so because of her actions, it would have hurt him for her to be excommunicated. So they just made her, like, confess all of her sins, basically. And then they were like, okay, you're still in the church. Because her husband didn't want it to come out, basically. Mm. Is what it seems like. Yeah, double standards. Yeah, exactly. So she she's basically just saying, like, this isn't obviously the same abuse of, like, what she went through with her dad, I think. is what she, I think she said dad this time. This episode. Oh, did she? I think so. I thought she said family member. Family member. Okay. That family member. She, you're right. She They're being very that. careful. In yeah. my head, I just immediately went to death. Assuming that, yeah. But uh, with that family member, for legal reasons, uh, the she's basically saying that when she signs this, the church was abusive to her, her family member was abusive to her, and this is kind of a metaphorical way of dealing with one of those, that abuse that she's dealt with as a woman. Right. Signing it away. Taking a little bit of things that made her feel out of control, and she's taking a little control back. Yes. Which, good for you. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like... Oh, I, was con- I was confused as to whether they were saying... The 10% thing? Yeah. Like, I obviously, that's like a, the amount in the Bible, so people do that collectively. Like, if you go... Like, when I was a kid, you know, you were... That was the expectation, but it was your choice. Yeah. But it, do they just do that automatically? I I kind of missed it. I I, it's, I was like, did she? Did they say that you just? Because she's saying they like want to keep said people. She was tired of giving the ten percent, which makes it imply that she's still giving ten percent. Okay, because that's wild. It's like an auto debit. Yeah. Weird. I don't know, but she's basically saying like they, the reason that they want to keep you in the church, to even the if money. they're gonna like shame you, is to get the money. Which, and they are basically, they say that they're not, they don't go to church, they're not members of the church anymore. This obviously is like making that legal. Yeah. Or whatever, but. Which I, if you don't know, the LDS has billions of dollars. Yeah. And, and another, and okay, spoiler alert, and by spoiler, I mean trigger warning. Oh. I'm about to get political up in this bitch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is that these people who they're not taxed, right? Religious organizations, right? But then they like are politically active because they have gobs and gobs of money, and that really frustrates me because you should not be donating money. Like if you're if you're not being taxed because religion and you're separate from government, like whatever, then like do that. But they basically have a lot of influence, right? And. <clears throat> 
Na- I'm sure national politics to some extent, but especially Utah politics. Yeah. Anyways. Which then just helps them get more money. Right. So, eh. Eh. So, they go skiing. Uh, and this is when we're introduced to Dana. And I guess, did they say she... They literally said... Later on, Heather was like, this is Dana from Beauty Lab. So I think she works there, right? I was confused by this, too. At first I thought they were saying that she's just gone there since it's opened. But then I think Heather said from Beauty Lab. So how that means she's involved in some way. She has a business partner, but it's not her. No. But they have multiple, (laughs) like, franchises of it. Or I don't know if that's the right word. But they have multiple locations. So she could run or just be a doctor or something at one of the locations. Yeah, I'm confused by it. I don't know. But she also said you know she goes to Beauty Lab because she looks good. Which implied that she was just a client. I thought she was just saying a client. Okay. I don't know, though. So then Heather... Whitney and Lisa are in the car talking about Heather. And this was just a fun moment because they were like... Can you imagine that we, we would be the ones rolling up in the car together? Right. Which I couldn't. Right. And Whitney was saying that Heather really hurt her and that they haven't talked since the trip. We don't know how long it's been, but probably not too long. And then Jen shows up and hugs everybody and they were <laughs> they were saying that Jen was going to be the bartending on the bunny hill. Which they were drinking a lot for also skiing. Well, I don't know how much they were drinking, but like... I didn't know people just brought flasks up to the top of the mountain and drank. Why not? I did that in college once, but that was college. No? I didn't know that that was a thing that, like, adults do when they go skiing. When in Utah. <laughs> drink on the hill. Mm-hmm. So then the producer is, like, talking to Lisa, and she's like, are you planning on hugging it out with with uh, Angie when you get there? Are you planning on saying Hi. And she was like, is this a real question? Like, no. And then she gets there and Angie gives her this weird fake hug from like across a rack of skis. Would you do that? If you know you're beefing with somebody, like, would you just still try to go for the physical contact? The weird thing is, I don't know how if they've seen each other before this, but like, it has been a long time since the last episode and like the beef, quote, unquote. Yeah, so, but but if you were friends for 20 years, and then you had a fight like that, and then you stopped talking... No. Right, you wouldn't just, like, go up and... Hug them. Right. It's weird. It's like Angie... Again, I think she's doing it for TV. Like, she wants people to be on her side. She wants to be the nice... Like, she doesn't want to be seen as mean. Mm-hmm. It's not working. Uh, and then, this is... Basically, this is also when we start hearing the storyline of Lisa saying it's interesting that Heather invited Angie Harrington knowing like that we had past beef and now this current beef that I guess Angie doesn't know about but like this there's currently people are saying that Angie's been talking shit about her and if Heather's trying to be nice and get on Lisa's side or like get on be friends with Lisa then why is she inviting Angie to the ski thing Mm -hmm. which I think is a little uh, uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's not fully... Correct. No. <laughs> it's not fully 
I uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say exactly, but basically, like, this is clearly production trying to introduce all of the friends of at once. So she can't really blame Heather for it. Yeah, but that's, you can't break the fourth wall too much. That's true. I just, in my head, was thinking this isn't really Heather's fault. <laughs> but they're all... Lisa brings it up to pretty much everybody that she thinks that it is. I don't think she should have. Oh, wait. Well, you don't think she should have invited her? I don't know how much leeway they get. From, if production's like, we want all three of them to be there for to introduce or like to for the show purposes. Yeah. You know, but then you would think, okay, tell that to Lisa so that she doesn't like as a, about it. as a castmate. I'd be like, okay, but you have to make sure that she's not going to be a talking point for this because, but th- if they're going to force her to do it, yeah. But then if they don't, you know, if she has a choice in it, then... Oh, but also, before this, when she went over there, they were talking about how it wasn't true. And so maybe that's why Heather thought it would be fine for her to be there, because she's like, she didn't actually say these things about you. True. I think it's more just like, she knows that Lisa and Angie are on good terms. So if she was, if she's trying to become friends with Lisa, then why is she inviting Angie to events that Lisa's at? Right. But then Especially it's also hard when, she's when not you a have, cast member. It was also hard when you have friends who are beefing. That's true. Table. That I you think, would want to be at two things, but then they're not getting along. So it's like, okay, well, how much do I compromise my own happiness for you? Type yeah. Thing? I think it's more just like, I don't know. Does Lisa think that Heather and Whitney are, or Heather and Angie are like real friends? Or is she just doing it to make drama? Hmm. That's where that's where my head would go if I was Lisa. I think, like, are you actually friends with her? Someone you like really recently met, or are you trying to stir up drama on the ski trip against Lisa again and make that narrative again? Hmm. Which I wouldn't be surprised by. No, I wouldn't either. I mean, one pleasant scene. Or two between them does not make up for <laughs> two years of not getting along. Yeah. So, basically, they go skiing, and then they're all in this little lodge area. They're all kind of talking. Jen is talking about how the trial got pushed, and they're all kind of celebrating it. And Lisa's literally like, ooh, let's get a house in the Hamptons. And I'm like, maybe don't <laughs> be, like, talking about celebrating, like, getting a house, while like, right before this trial. That doesn't really... Well, they still all believe she's innocent. Yeah. Uh, but Whitney's basically saying that she thinks that they shouldn't be celebrating this because that's more time for the prosecution to... Right. Get. But also, like, that's... I, she's saying it kind of like it's inappropriate for them to be, like, celebrating it. But I would... Uh, but I also think they're just trying to, like, take the good out of it. And it's like you're saying, uh, my friend, she's innocent. She's having this court fight. Like, let's make... Just focus on what's good about it versus what's bad. Yeah, that's true. And this is when Angie comes over to Lisa and is like, can we talk? And Lisa's like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. I, I like that she stood up for herself. I did too. She started to go along with it and she was like, actually, I have no patience for this today. Yeah. And she's like, she's not my guest. All right, good for you, Literally, girl. I don't have to talk to her. Heather and Jen talk to each other and Heather's like, I didn't even think about the fact that Lisa wouldn't... Like Angie being here, so then she goes over and talks to Lisa, and Lisa's like, yeah, you should have thought about that. And she's like, honestly, when I was making the invite list, I didn't even, like, consider you. 
And it's not even that she says, I didn't even consider the fact that you guys have beef. She says, I didn't even consider you. <laughs> so Lisa took a little offense to that. So I'm guessing the Lisa Heather train is about to not, is about to derail. Yeah. I, I don't agree. Because I think she, she was like, I didn't consider your feelings. She said, oh, shoot, I didn't even consider Lisa. I think everybody understood what she was implying. Was that I didn't consider your beef. And how you felt about her being here when I invited everybody. Yeah. And at least she was apologizing about it. And talking about it in the moment. Versus just being like, okay, we'll put your big girl pants on and get over it. Yeah. Because she could have gone that way too. I agree. I don't... And I, I, I know... I feel like exactly what you were saying. That Heather necessarily... It is kind of that thing of, like, you have two friends that are fighting. Like, you can't always have one be on one side. Like, at some point, you're going to hope that they all get along. At least cordial in a setting like this. Right. So, then Whitney and Heather have their full talk. Uh, we kind of already hashed out exactly <laughs> everything that we feel about this. But, uh, basically, she's just, like, saying that... Whitney was just saying that she, the fight was over the details and like wanting Heather to remember the stuff that they were talking about, about Lisa. Heather said that she hadn't heard that specific rumor and that Whitney just wanted her to corroborate this. And Whitney said, I didn't want your corroboration. I wanted you to take my back. And then they agreed to disagree on that part. Then there's the part where Whitney was saying that she felt hurt and that Heather was trying to like take away her voice. And this is the part that I feel like is about Heather's remarks at the restaurant the next day. And that's basically the end of the episode. Travis is having a little bit of a cough attack from talking so much for the last hour. So uh-huh. I can kind of just go over exactly what we saw on the next time on. Um, so Jen and Coach Shaw are basically doing this like fighting workout thing. And then Justin is saying that he, he says because that Whitney is a public figure that there's conflicts of interest and then Whitney says like she didn't want to be the reason that he was let go. So apparently Justin was fired because of that though already. Whitney. I think we saw I think we know that from Twitter. But I don't think we it has been it addressed on the, reunion. on the show. Was it on the reunion? Oh, I don't know. I think on the reunion Andy was like Oh I'm thinking of I'm thinking of uh New Jersey. Oh, okay. I think on the reunion, Andy was like, there's been talks of your company being a pyramid scheme. And Justin was like, no. Yeah. But then he got fired, apparently. And that was on Twitter. Probably because of the reunion. And, like, everything coming out about his company possibly being a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Teresa's, on New Jersey, Teresa's husband, new husband, at the, um, before they were married, he got fired because of her, basically. Because of the show. Oh, gotcha. I'm sure it happens. Um, so then Jen says that Angie Harrington's husband started an Instagram page called Shaw Exposed. (laughs) And then Heather is basically like, that's a big deal. And then Jen says, when it comes to Angie, you need to know what you're dealing with. Mm. So it sounds like maybe more stuff is going to start coming up. Sides are going to start. Alliances are going to start forming. Battle lines have been drawn. Crossing, yeah. And that is the end. I feel... Excited to see where the Instagram page stuff goes. It seems like, I don't know what, they were dressed in like weird costumes and stuff for some audition next week. 
So I'm interested to see what that is about. And yeah, basically, I feel like this episode was a little bit lackluster, but hopefully I think it's setting up those lines of where the new people fall in the friendships, who's going to be on whose side, and what stuff is going to start coming out about Angie. Right. Well, this has been Privileged Twinks. If you enjoyed this podcast, go ahead and subscribe to it, rate it, and review it on whatever platform you're listening on, and share it with any of your Salt Lake City friends if you enjoyed it, and we are just very grateful to have you. Uh, I am Tyler. And I'm Travis. (laughs) And we'll be back next week for episode six. Goodbye. Already six? Yeah, this is fun. Wow, okay. All right, bye.